This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Scott for Scott's here. You ever want to grow new grass faster? Kind of like when you press the two times playback button on your podcast so you can speed through episodes. Except it's Scott's Turf Builder Rapid Grass. You're speeding your way from a thin and damaged lawn to a thicker, stronger one in just weeks. Bit too fast, maybe slow it down, okay? Let's just go back to normal speed. Get a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Rapid Grass today. It grows grass two times faster than seed alone when applied at the new lawn rate, subject to proper care. Feed your lawn. Feed it. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wygen. Purple Mafia is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, PodMN, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Audible, Double Twist. Thank you always and forever for downloading and listening to this show. It is a pleasure to have you on board with me once again today. Unfortunately, we're just going through the same garbage we've been going through year in and year out. Uh, some, You know, with this team, the one good thing, I guess, the Jets won. Wow, the Jets just, well, not just won, but they won. Wow, the Jets won today. Wow, I wouldn't want to be Tennessee. I'm, I'm glad we're not Tennessee after that game anyway, but what am I talking about? Uh, it's just, I swear, with this team, you can always tell. And everybody's like, you're panicking. Oh, you're panicking. Oh, shut everything down. Yes, shut everything down because it's a waste of Mickey freaking time. That's what it is. A Mickey freaking waste of time. That's exactly what it is. Pardon my French. I don't want to shoot my mouth off here today. It's a waste of time. Seriously. Days like this, beautiful weather outside. I'm looking at the blue sky right now. I'm seeing leaves rustling, changing colors. Gorgeous. And you're sitting inside watching this garbage. Absolute crap. I'm. <laughs> thank you for... Tuning into the show. Thank you. With that said, I'll try to calm down for a minute. The Vikings lose 14-7 to at home against the Cleveland Browns. A really good football team, I think. A quarterback that rivals Christian Ponder, I, I think, in the level of disappointment and frustration, pardon me. This is just seltzer. There's no alcohol in it. It's LaCroix uh, watermelon. Maybe I can get them as a sponsor. Yeah, right. Nobody's sponsoring anything. Oh, you just ask them, would you want to be affiliated? And they don't answer you. So it doesn't matter. You could have the best podcast in the world and nobody gives a crap because it's a podcast. It's not good enough. Baker Mayfield sucks. Ponder wasn't all that good either. Uh, excuse me, Ponder. Kirk Cousins wasn't all that good either. He was closer to Ponder than the Kirk Cousins we saw the first three weeks. Kirk Tober is done and dead and gone. Quarterback rating of 67.7. If the Cleveland Browns don't have success in the postseason, take a look at the quarterback situation. And how many blue chip busts have there been over the years with the number one pick in the draft? How many? It's too many. Uh, it's too many. Let's see. Like, uh, just you just want to. I mean, there's always better quarterbacks. I swear. 2018. Yeah, 2018 NFL draft. Let's get back to that in a minute here. Holy smokes, man! Just thinking about that. 
<laughs> so Clint Barkley, he's not all that good for the Giants. He has some moments, but he's not that great. Sam Darnold sucks. Bradley Chubb, defensive end. That's the other Chubb. Josh Allen, I think they'd rather have Josh Allen quarterbacking the, the Browns right now. No, this is, I didn't think it was. This is not the year where uh, Patrick Mahomes was taken. That was probably the year before. But still, 2018 draft, Baker Mayfield, he's not a number one pick in the draft. Sure, his overall stats are a little better. Obviously, way more touchdowns and interceptions than his overall numbers. He's not as bad as Sam Darnold or anything. But right now, Darnold's having a better season, I would have to say. Josh Rosen, he's a bigger bust than all of them, unfortunately. A lot of people thought he might be something really special someday, and that just didn't happen. I'm sorry. I'm just all over the place. Today just felt like a Mickey freaking waste of time. You know, it, it, at the very beginning, it was like, this is good. The first half was actually high quality, but nobody was scoring. That was the thing. Nobody was scoring. It was like, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can score now at some point, Minnesota. We scored in the first drive. Very impressive. And, well, well, I guess you could say it was like the Philadelphia game, but not really. The one in, you know, the bad Philadelphia game, the NFC title game, as we scored in the first drive and didn't do anything else after that. It wasn't that bad, but it was just lousy. It was just lousy. I mean, Chris, I keep calling him Christian Ponder now. Kirk Cousins had little time to throw the ball. The offensive line protection is exactly what you'd expect against the Cleveland front four that is really freaking good. That had like a billion sacks last week against uh, a fairly mobile but young and inexperienced uh, fields. Justin Fields, all of them. Um, Cleveland Browns have a defense that could win a Super Bowl, honestly. And they have offensive players that could win a Super Bowl, too. They just have a quarterback that can't hit the broadside of a barn. I mean, wide-open receivers, uh, balls thrown low, this and that. And Kirk Cousins' ball was thrown low on a couple plays that could have been a lot better situations. Fourth downs, uh, conversions that didn't work. Third down conversions that didn't work. Delvin Cook, I want to say something. I, I really do. I want to say something, and I'm going to in a minute. I'm going to say it really soon. The run defense is overrated, by the way. Um, I'm so glad we spent a billion dollars on defensive tackles. Okay, we spent more than we needed to on defensive tackles. Okay, we got a bargain on Sheldon Richardson, but he's not really doing anything anyway, so yay. Uh, I think he had a sort of a sack today, and I think... Uh, was it Tomlinson finally up? He sort of had a sack, but it was like he's turning around and... Barely, it was barely still like behind past the line of scrimmage for it to be a sack, you know, beyond the line of scrimmage in a negative way for it to be a sack, just barely. Um, I'm glad he's our three technique, I guess. I'm not seeing enough here. I'm not seeing enough Delvin Tomlinson. I'm not seeing enough. I'm not. Um, the defense in general was good, though. I'm not trying to come up here and bash the defense, but the run defense sucked today, and it sucked the whole season. Let's be honest. Uh, Cam Dancer replaced. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Cam Dancer. <laughs> it just makes me laugh when you when you analyze and just think about something. Uh, Cam Dancer replaced uh, Breland today because, well, they said it was a concussion. Actually, no, he, he just wasn't good. And he replaced him, and Cam Dancer was significantly better. He got tested, but he was good enough. I thought he was he was okay. He's not that good, but he's better than Breland. Breland, sadly, is like, he probably should be on a different team or something. Maybe in the practice squad at best. Somebody else's practice squad, preferably. Um, God rest... God rest his career the way it's heading. <laughs> no offense, of course. But now now you now you change <laughs> against a quarterback that's against a quarterback that couldn't hit the broad side of a barn right now. Like if he was trying to hit the apartment, he might miss on a couple of them. He was that inaccurate today. I'm stunned that he didn't throw an interception, him being Baker Mayfield. I mean he was that bad. 
I'm trying to think who he's reminding me of. It was uh, Blake, not Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is really bad, but there was another one before that. Ah, oh, what was his freaking name? It was, it was actually in the Ponder Draft. Oh, it was terrible. I gotta think that one up here in a second. Uh, not think it up, but uh, pull it up here. Because, yeah, Christian Ponder. Yeah. Baker Mayfield looks like Christian Ponder almost today. At least today he did. He wasn't quite that bad. Blaine Gabbert. That guy couldn't, you know, he was overthrowing receivers on like easy plays, wide open plays, and he just he just overthrow them by like by X amount of yards. Not because he has a great arm, but because he just overthrew them. Inaccurate. Terrible play. Uh, that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's who he looked like right now. And Blaine Gabbert's still employed in the NFL, it appears. I'm stunned. They're showing him as an active player. He plays for the, he's probably a third stringer for the Bucks. yeah. That's right, he is on the Bucks. He couldn't hit the broadside of a barn if his life depended on Patrick Peterson was in that draft. Wow. So these guys are all actually kind of older now. Julio Jones. Yeah. I don't know. AJ Green's considered ancient, and he was in that draft. Go figure. <laughs> it's kind of weird, isn't it, when you think about it, Quinn? You have guys like that. But, no, I mean, it was just a mess. We got our asses handed to us in the trenches today. Generally speaking, I thought the linebackers were pretty good. Obviously, uh, Kendricks was awesome. I thought most of the game. Uh, it was called for a bullcrap hold, obviously. It looked like things might go our way with some of the calls, and then things really changed in a big way. A bullcrap hold that ended up helping Cleveland get into the end zone. Or I, um, or was that for the two-point conversion? I believe that was the two-point conversion. Yes, sorry, I apologize. Uh, that ended up getting that odd score. And then it ended up not being an odd score because Cleveland would get two kicks two very impressive kicks. Chase McLaughlin, who apparently was a kicker on the Vikings practice squad not too long ago. Wrap your head around that. He made a 48-yarder and a 53-yarder. Wrap your head around that. And, of course, their special teams coach is Mike Prefer. Wrap your head around that, too. Mike Prefer, who I thought wasn't really helpful to kickers. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's just Zimmer syndrome. Bottom line, Zimmer's done. Zimmer's done at the end of the year. And all of us that were accused of panicking and overreacting in the preseason, you were wrong, we were right. We were right, you were wrong. All of you that were calling us panickers, like Sebastian, myself, uh, others on Twitter that were, you know, not feeling good about this. Uh, Dave Martin, Mad Martin. We were not feeling good. Just because it's the preseason doesn't mean that, oh, yeah, everything will be okay once the season starts. There were glaring problems. It wasn't just like, oh, sure, whatever, nobody's playing. Yeah, but there were some some significant guys playing. And it also showed that there was, there's literally nothing behind some of the other guys as well. Which can bring me to another point in a moment here. I think Delvin Cook is overrated and overpaid. I think he is. And I'm not trying to come out and try to make a big take. We shouldn't have signed him to that kind of a contract. He can't stay healthy. He can't stay healthy. He's not reliable. Uh, he's a fantastic player when he's healthy, but if you can't count on him as often as other running backs will say, I, I don't know. I, I think we made a terrible mistake. You know, I mean, there's other, you can get running backs in the draft, and obviously we've done it. Uh, Alexander Madison, I know he's nowhere near the same level of talent and, and explosiveness as Delvin Cook, but who gives a crap? If, if he's going to help eat up the cap with his buddy Kirk Cousins, we can't do a whole lot. I think he's a little bit overrated and overpaid. I don't think he's majorly overrated and overpaid. And he's the he's the problem with this team. He's not, but it doesn't help having uh, the the cap stress that constantly is plaguing this team in the Kirk Cousins era. Doesn't help. Um, it just doesn't. 
And it just feels like there's never been any vision with this Rick Spielman. There, there's some kind of a vision, but it, it doesn't make any damn sense most of the time. Like, okay, now we're going to get the quarterback done. Okay, we'll get the quarterback done this year and put give him a billion dollars, even though he's, you know, he's, he's good, but he's not a franchise quarterback. He's, he's good. He's got some skills. He's, he's got a nice arm and this and that. Um, but there's always something missing. And his win-loss record versus winning teams. Of course, your win-loss record versus winning teams, along with Mike Zimmer, is going to be worse than it is against losing teams. But it's effing horrible. That's the difference. Of course you're going to lose more often against winning teams. But it's it's like off the charts bad. Um, we're talking like 30%, 20% in Zimmer's case. It's, oh my God, I almost dropped an F-bomb. It's bleeping horrible. It, 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 we're never going to get over the hump. We're not. I mean, at least be 500-ish against winning teams. Cleveland's going to be a winning team. If Baker Mayfield ever gets his head out of somewhere, he will, you know, Cleveland could be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, they have multiple weapons on offense. Their defense is just beautiful. Vince Germano, if you happen to be listening, if you don't hate me yet. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> he doesn't hate me. I, for ripping on Baker Mayfield, I, I hope he doesn't. Maybe he's as annoyed at him as I am uh, because he's Baker's chocolate. He's just semi-sweet. He's not a, he doesn't have that, that sweet chocolate, you know, because you think of browns and stuff and Baker's chocolate. It's not, it's kind of bitter. Yeah, um, where he's not always good. But um, no, I, if I'm going to rip him, I mean, I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm really going on in a limb for ripping Gary Mayfield. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't, he's definitely not a franchise quarterback. Uh, franchise defensive players all over the place. Miles, Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, who had a scare today with a hip injury, it looked like. Um, there's an A.J. Green on defense, which is funny. Obviously, good players all over the place on that defense. They're certainly not perfect. Um, the Vikings getting a stop on the fourth down was really cool, but then it just didn't happen anymore. Vikings, uh, uh, the Vikings defense was better than their offense today, no question about that. That's not going on on a limb either, out on a limb either. Um, you could have kind of said that against Cincinnati earlier, but again, the Vikings gave up a bajillion running yards to Joe Mixon as well. It's just, you know, if Cook could stay healthy, he would be more consistent, I'd feel a little better now that I keep bouncing all over the place and annoying you. Justin Jefferson, very good in this game. Generally speaking, Thielen, I mean, a lot of missed throws in his direction and a very good uh, Cleveland secondary. I, I mean, guys just had a hell of a time getting open today at the end of the day. Uh, a bullcrap check down late in the game on the final drive. <clears throat> bullcrap check down to Tyler Conklin. What are you doing, Kirk? Come on, man. And, and the fact that that's even an option, a check down, when you have, what, 17 seconds remaining on your check down. I, I just started doing the goofy voice. Like, gosh, we got six yards. <laughs> now we can kick a field goal. <laughs> oh, gosh. We can't kick a field goal. We're down by seven. <laughs> oh. And then Donald Duck would say, you can't check down here, you doggone dumbbell. I'm not going to imitate his voice. But it would be something like that because Donald Duck called Goofy that once because he did something like that Goofy does. He thought they could find gas in the middle of the desert somewhere. Yeah. That's about what kind of an offensive play that was. It's like trying to find gas in the middle of a desert. You know, like the Sahara Desert, something huge. Yeah, we'll, we'll just get a couple gallons of gas. We'll be okay. Because <laughs> they ran out of gas. <laughs> Stupid idiots. And, um, yeah, that's about what happened. It, it was just like, what are you doing here? Why are we checking down? 
you literally gave up a chance. You know, when you're 30 yards away, you, you, you have a, a couple cracks at the end zone and you threw one away doing that. Just garbage. That's, again, not necessarily the reason we lost, but it helped contribute to it. It certainly did. I mean, it's just our offense couldn't do jack today. I mean, we didn't even get in field goal range once. or And the times we did, we got stopped on fourth down. It's just horrible. The times we did, we got stopped on fourth down. Greg Joseph didn't even attempt a single field goal. He just had that extra point in the first drive of the game. And that was it. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk that would be it? Like, you might have a nice offensive battle between the two teams, but you got to remember the front four for Cleveland's going to wreak havoc on us just like they did with the Bears. Cleveland might be the, the 85 Bears of the AFC right now. Uh, maybe. Something like that. They're certainly doggone dangerous, aren't they? It's something to worry about. But uh, if anybody wins the AFC, go Cleveland. I mean, go Cleveland. I, I mean, Baltimore, I couldn't care less. They've got two Super Bowls already. Couldn't care less. Plus, I'm sure Baltimore's been mocking Cleveland this whole time. Go Browns uh, in that case. Cincinnati, that's cute and everything. I don't. They haven't won a playoff game since 1988. They're the Detroit Lions of the uh, AFC, uh, who haven't won a playoff game since 91, by the way. There's that straight out of my head. Uh, Patriots, I love Bill Belichick. Six Super Bowls is plenty. I mean, you can retire and be called the greatest coach ever. Going to be enjoyable watching that during the second and third segments tonight. Flashing on the screen, that's going to be cool. And Tom, when Tom Brady becomes the all-time leading rusher in NFL history, he needs a couple hundred yards, uh, or no, a little over a hundred yards. I'll start clapping if it happens when I'm doing the show. I probably probably will if I don't miss it. Um, but no, generally speaking, I'd love to see Cleveland win the AFC. Unfortunately, they probably won't. Uh, I don't want the Chiefs to win it. I, I just don't. Uh, Buffalo would be cool. But I saw them win four AFC championships. So, you know, so I'm not that, like, oh, my God. It'd be cool to see Cleveland in the Super Bowl for the first time. Because um, they, they, when they won championships, they were called NFL championships in the pre-Super Bowl era. It was, they, they're the NFL champions, that kind of thing. Kind of cool. And by the time the Vikings were NFL champions, it was basically like the NFC already. It just wasn't called that yet. Oh, man. Generally speaking, though, again, I mean, it's just, what more is there to say rather than just rehashing some of the same stuff? It's just, when you can't win games against winning teams, like, ever, you always seem to just get nervous. You always seem to fail. You always seem to have games like this where just, you know, a lot of things don't go right. And then you also lose games against teams that aren't so hot necessarily, like Cincinnati. Maybe they will be. Arizona's got a winning record. You just find a way to lose. Either get your butts kicked or you just magically find a way to lose, like missing kicks. or it, it, It's just the Zimmer era. It's just the Zimmer era. And, of course, uh, Rick Spielman with the lack. Like, there's not really a pure vision here. I'm not seeing it. What, whatever the pure vision here is, I'm not seeing it. Okay, we'll work a little bit on the defense here. Okay, uh, this this off season we're gonna get a running back. Okay, so this off season we're gonna get uh, we're gonna we're gonna get some cornerbacks. Yeah. Oh shoot. Oh yeah. This offensive line. Yeah. Let's see if we can reach and get a guy here. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Brian O'Neill. Hey, hey, it worked out. See, told you, told you it worked out. Yeah. Okay. Fine. We'll get a center this year. Oh, whoops. We screwed that one up. Um, okay. How about uh, left tackle? Well, he's not playing, but at least we addressed it, so we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll play someday. someday. Uh, you know, it's, it's frustrating. You know, you reach for Cleveland. He's, he's okay, but he's not even playing the position that you drafted him as. It's kind of funny. 
Uh, Udo is way, way, way down in the draft, and you're just hoping for the best there with a six-round pick. Might end up being a really nice six-round pick, but I don't think he's going to be uh, knocking on any Pro Bowls anytime soon. So it, it's just, you know, teams that want to win, they really they address issues, they get aggressive, and they go after players. You know, they go after like a major free agent if you need to. And, of course, uh, you're really heavily focused on the draft in, in certain cases if you really want to improve an offensive line. Obviously, you can't get too far if it's all rookies, obviously, with the offensive line. But, yeah, you make a significant signing like we did with Steve Hutchinson years ago, pre-Spielman, years ago. I believe he was like some kind of, he was part of the front office that he wasn't the main guy back then uh, at the end of the day. It was like a mess of guys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, luckily we were able to get Steve Hutchinson. He helped in a big way. But the days of the great offensive line with Minnesota had just been, they're just gone, and I mean gone, gone way back into the late 90s with the Jeff Christie's, you know, you could go on forever. Jeff Christie, Todd Stucey, I mean, wasn't that cool when you had guys like that? Uh, you know, David Dixon, Corey Stringer, God rest his soul. Um, and, of course, Randall McDaniel, who could forget that one? He was the legend of all of them uh, at the left guard position. Um Man, just just think about that offensive line that we used to have. It's gorgeous. And then, you, oh, shoot, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Christie left. And then you have Matt Burke, and he was super good also. Just couldn't stay healthy later on. Gone are those days. Gone are the days of the great offensive line. Just just, just imagine if you had a good old line like that. You, you might actually have something. Um, like Moon's first year in Minnesota, the offensive line was young and not ready to go. And he struggled, and that's one of the reasons he had some bad numbers that year. Uh, and, of course, we saw what happened, uh, you could say it a million times, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. If you can't win in the trenches, you're not going to win anything. Uh, if you can't stop the run and you can't uh, pass block on a consistent basis, run block, whatever it is, but mostly pass block in, in this case. We're better run blockers than pass blockers here in Minnesota. Um, you're not going to win a whole lot of games. And, you know, one in three record, this is not a playoff team, folks. Uh, look at the roster. Wow, Delvin Tomlinson, that's a kind of a familiar name, sort of. <laughs> Everson Griffin, yeah, you know, that one, you know, he's like uh, Chris Dolman. You know, he's, he's like a legendary Chris Dolman for the Vikings. Patrick Peterson, wow, Sheldon Richardson? Dang, Daniil frickin' Hunter, yes. Oh, and who could forget? <laughs> Kendrick. Eric Kendricks, I'm going crazy right now. Eric Kendricks, who can forget Eric Kendricks? He's the best of all of them. Uh, you know, you just feel so good, so excited. And then it's like, but but just things just aren't happening. One week the offense is, one week the defense isn't getting the job done. The next week the offense isn't getting the job done. And then vice versa and vice versa. You can't put two things together. It's just a constant pendulum swinging. And to me, this is not a playoff team for that reason. You just can't put multiple games together with consistency. And if you can't be consistent and you can't beat teams with winning records, you're not going to have a whole lot of success in the NFL. Wow, the Cardinals are beating the Rams by multiple scores. And it looks like it's in Los Angeles, too. Holy smokes. Arizona Cardinals might be the 98 Vikings of uh, 98 going into Green Bay and winning, possibly, and becoming a really damn dangerous team. Maybe that is what's going to happen. Wow, Arizona. Wow, Arizona. Like when the Vikings went into Green Bay and knocked them off. That was pretty exciting. Of course, that was a Monday night game, though. More exciting for the whole world to see. <sighs> to me, this isn't a playoff team. They just they just look 
they don't look like a playoff team to me because they're not consistent enough. And if you're not consistent, even if you make the playoffs, maybe you'll have the game of your life and get out of the we'll get out of the wild card round, and then you face a tougher team and get beat. Yay! It's just not exciting at all when things head that direction. With that said, the Fran Tarkington Award winner for this show, and apologize if it was just a jumbled mess of a game review, it, it, because there's just a lot of things to get to, not a whole lot of time necessarily. I don't want to babble for 45 minutes about the same thing, rehashing it, making an idiot of myself. And then the show is like two and a half hours long because there's got two more segments to go here. Uh, Usually the second segment's pretty big. There are so many things to say. And of course, it'll be nice to hear what you guys have to say in segment number three. That's what that segment's all about, to give you guys a voice. But so many frustrations here that uh, big moments where a stupid ass hold when K.J. Osborne had, what, a 31-yard reception, just things like that. The lack of discipline, the lack of consistency, and just unable to grit your teeth and get the job done, even at home, against a a team that's going to be above 500. That is above 500, and will continue to be a a playoff-caliber team. Why do we keep failing against these clubs? That's what makes me sick. Fran Tarkington Award winner for this day, this show. Man, I... I, I want to say Eric Hendricks. I thought he had a fantastic day. But he's like missing. What the hell? Why am I not seeing him at the end of the day? Yahoo Sports. You always like to, you know, I rely on that in a big way. I think Xavier Woods actually had a pretty good game generally. He wasn't great, but he was he was pretty good. Let's be fair. Xavier Woods actually had a really solid game. There's Eric Hendricks. Ten total tackles in the game. Daniel Hunter added a sack. Griffin, he looks so good right now, does Griffin. And Sheldon Richardson was actually really good today. One of his better games. He's, you know, when there was talk about from uh, Realistic Randy on the Score North, Purple Daily, whatever, he was saying Everson Griffin should be starting. And I quickly tweeted out, well, no, he shouldn't. The reason why he's having so much success is because the less the less uh, snaps. You know, I mean, he's, he's an older player, this and that. I, I, I think he wouldn't have as much success, but maybe he would. Maybe I'm just full of crap because uh, he just keeps getting better and better. Sheldon Richardson also looks like to be better than Tomlinson and Pierce at the moment. Pierce got banged up as well, but he looks like he's better than Tomlinson and Pierce. At least he was today, generally speaking. has Had been super quiet leading into today's game. Fran Targeting Award is kind of tough for me, actually. Blake Lynch was really good, too. Let's be honest about that. He was great. Blake Lynch had a great game. Um, I'm having a hell of a time. I think I want to go with Kendricks. I, I just really like what Kendricks did out there. Maybe I'm full of crap, but from what I saw, he was great. Daniel Hunter, too, though. Daniel Hunter and Eric Hendricks will share it. I wouldn't dare give it to an offensive player, even though Justin Jefferson was great most of the way. Uh, the the uh, Christian Potter Memorial is kind of all over. I can't necessarily give it to Cousins. He didn't have a great game. He, he really didn't. Christian Potter Memorial should go to Baker Mayfield, frankly. He was terrible. Uh, and some of the play calling, too, was just weird, as it usually is. There's nobody individually on the offensive line that was really bad. I, I guess Rashad Hill was pretty lousy in today's game, so I guess I'm going to give it to him. Rashad Hill was forklifted at times, and he had a pretty lousy game. Rashad Hill, lousy pass blocking most of the way. Obviously, you're going up against like some unbelievable players, so it kind of is what it is. But still, Rashad Hill is going to wind up with the uh, Christian Ponder Memorial for today's show. With that, we'll take a break and return with hopefully a little more fun in the second segment. Hopefully. 
And we are back here on Purple Mafia segment number two, NFL and NFC North Roundup. Of course, uh, <laughs> next week's opponent is the Detroit Lions. So you got two NFC North teams playing against each other at the same time. So that'll make things pretty easy for me, I guess. Bears in Chicago. We'll talk about that in the car. And then Green Bay also. That'll be the uh, second last one. Coming up much later up against the Steelers, a rematch of the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, similar result. Rematch of the Super Bowl after the 2010 season. Just to kind of add insult to injury for the Vikings after, yeah, we took far from them. And, yeah, we'll talk about that later if I remember. Yeah, bad memory. Uh, Mike Zimmer actually had an interesting quote during in his press conference. You won't hear Mike Zimmer, but you'll hear Phil Mackey of Score North, the Purple Daily fame, reading it. Here we go. Judd, I want to get your thoughts on this Mike Zimmer quote here from just down the way from where you're sitting. Judd's at U.S. Bank Stadium right now here, live on Ventline. So he was asked about the Vikings' run defense, and Zimmer said, quote, I'm not discouraged one bit about the lack of stopping the run. And the follow-up question was, why not? <laughs> and he said, quote, you guys worry so much about stats and not how things look and how they are. What? What? Okay, yeah. How things look and not how they are. Well, they don't look... Uh, um, doesn't look good either. It Things aren't good either. I, I don't know. It's just the way it is at this point. It, it is what it is. It's kind of like, what more is there to say other than, wow. <laughs> that kind of sums things up right now. It's, I don't know, I don't want to say tone deaf, but kind of in a way. Or it's just kind of like, just hoping for the best here for him and his job, that kind of thing. I don't like to see people get fired, but if somebody's not a good fit and something's not working, you have to move on. Uh, I've said it millions of times. The Timberwolves should have given up on Flip Saunders the first go-round, per se, after they had not, not advanced in the playoffs after six years. I mean, what was it, like five years in a row they didn't advance? And they got swept by the Dallas Mavericks the fifth time around. Swept in the first round by the Dallas Mavericks. It was like, there's no progress with this team. Time to go. Flip and McHale fired. Start, start uh, not starting over, but uh, change in direction. Different coach, different philosophy, different general manager, of course the general manager or president of basketball to take over. And I think there should be a similar change in philosophy with the Minnesota Vikings coming forward if things keep heading in this direction. And I don't see a Super Bowl, man. I don't see it. I'd be very shocked if there was. Okay, well, Jacksonville-Cincinnati, that was the Thursday night football game, another Thursday night classic. I don't know why they keep doing that on Thursday nights. But, hey, it was cool to see Cincinnati win. They're 3-1 and one now. Last year's number one pick versus this year's number one pick and last year's number one pick despite having the ACL looking good again uh, at least good enough to get his a team to three and one and Jacksonville looking like garbage still well it was a more it was a more efficient game for Trevor Lawrence at least you know there was no turnovers he was more accurate good quarterback rating of 96.5 but Burrow was much better of course a year later and uh, recovered nicely from the ACL I'm glad to see that actually it's about time Cincinnati maybe finally strikes gold, and it, despite the ACL, it, despite, like, in spite of the ACL, he's going to still have a great career rather than, you know, like other guys that had that, and then Kablooey, you know, he's just never the same. It was heartbreaking. Tyler Boyd, a guy that burned us pretty good, uh, 118 yards. CJ Uzoma, Jamar Chase, all very solid games. Ooh, Uzoma with a couple of touchdowns in the game with 95 yards. He'll be a nice fantasy play at least this past uh, week 
James Hollywood Robinson. I would keep calling him that for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Another solid game on the ground. Two touchdowns. Wouldn't it be great to have on your fantasy team just that solid third or fourth running back who's good every week, where he's basically almost like a number two rather than a number two, a three or four, per se. I'm sure a lot of you would love that. It just shows you how, and it also shows you how much I know about fantasy football. Maybe some of you, in some cases, you might be your, your main dude, your main dog. But 24-21, Cincy over Jacks. Jacks drops to 0-4, and Jacks might be looking for a number one pick again, maybe a uh, left tackle or something, <laughs> something for help. Obviously, they've, they've drafted a lot of good defensive players, just like Cleveland did when they were sucking. Drafted a ton of good defensive players, and that's why their defense is so intense and so good the past uh, couple of years, so we'll see what happens there. Congratulations, Cincy, with a winning record. Atlanta, the ATLs, lose to the, the ATLs, are the ATLs. They lost in Atlanta to the Ws. W means win, and L means loss. Yeah, AT for Atlanta, lost. Yeah, it's funny. Well, but Washington won. Congratulations, 34-30. to 30. What the heck? They gave up 30 points against the Falcons, even though, yes, it's a talented offense without... Uh, certain players like uh, Julio Jones and such. Matt Ryan with four touchdowns. Incredible, awesome game. And Daryl Patterson. Daryl Patterson. He had 34 yards rushing. 34 yards rushing. 84, uh, excuse me, 82 receiving yards. That's pretty good. 34 yards rushing is adequate, but almost six yards of carry, which is about what the Vikings gave up today. More like five, but still. Five yards of carry, that's like Tech Mobile, where you could just keep hitting the first down and first down and first down, and you never punt, basically. Even though Cleveland punted like 50 times, just like the Vikings did. Cordero Patterson, though, 82 yards receiving. <clears throat> um, three touchdowns. Yeah, just just three. Yeah. What, what, you didn't hear me? I said it too fast? Yeah, he had three touchdowns. One, two, three. Count them. Three touchdowns for Cordero Patterson. Yeah, the same guy. The same guy the Vikings traded with the team flashing on the screen right now, New England Patriots, versus the world champion Tom Brady's led Tampa Bay Buccaneers flashing on the screen right now. What an unbelievable honor to see this going on right now. And Purple Mafia Brady incomplete. Gronk is not available tonight. Gronk, who is still looking for his uh, football pants, his mom, uh, he's not sure where his mom put him. And again, it's raining in uh, New England. Big surprise. It always is. Also, it's it's just former Viking day where guys are having great days. Uh, Tyler, Tyler, Taylor, Taylor Heineke, Tyler Heineke, t- <laughs> Tyler Heineke, right? No, <laughs> Taylor Heineke. Three touchdown passes, 290 yards. Great overall night uh, game for him. Great afternoon for him. Actually outdueled Matt Ryan, believe it or not. Epic game, actually. Must have been fun to watch for these, uh, these fan bases. But Washington's now the W's. The Washington W's are now two and two on the season. <clears throat> a bit of a back and forth between two offenses that showed up to play, and good for them. Very much so. Good for them. couple touchdowns for Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin at 123 yards. Though he was targeted uh, 13 times. It could have been an even more epic performance. Should things have been, uh, should things have worked out a little better, but congrats. Cordero Patterson, we give him a little bit of space, and th- good things happen. Pretty cool. I kind of miss him. I kind of do. I think the Vikings could use his help a little bit, despite the fact our wide receivers is our strength. Still sucks giving up a million different pieces of <laughs> different draft assets to the freaking Patriots. We just knew we were going to lose that. Buffalo Bills versus the Houston Texans. Who do you think won this game? Just just take one guess. Just take one guess. Buffalo Bills, 40 to donut. 40 to donut. Not 41 donut, 
but 40 donut that's close enough just about the same uh, heading out to the uh, New York area in Buffalo in this case not the New York Giants just look at the wind probability uh, Buffalo 92 percent Buffalo the worst wind percent wind possible probability was 87.3 I believe or six actually 87.6 during the course of this game that was very early in the first quarter after that it was like 99.7 percent you know that kind of thing yeah the wind probability was kind of funny and Josh Allen threw an interception in the game. What do you think you are, uh, Baker Mayfield or uh, somebody like that? I don't know. Always got to have that interception mixed in. It can drive you crazy. Baker Mayfield didn't throw an interception today. That might be one of the reasons why we didn't win. Get that damn turnover. Somebody called Davis Mills through four interceptions. Just didn't, just couldn't do anything against the Buffalo defense. Tyler Bass. My God, four field goals along the course of the game. And all the extra points and such. A couple touchdown passes for Josh Allen. Mitchell Trubisky competed, completed an eight-yard pass as well during the old handoff and run the clock down as the game progressed and all that. And Mitchell Trubisky also was able to get in the end zone late. Mitchell Trubisky, the former Bear, you know, that guy. He's the backup quarterback for the Bills right now. Cool. A couple of mobile quarterbacks, you know. So if Josh Allen goes down, you got like a, you know, you, you got another mobile quarterback yeah, I'm not sure that's what they were thinking, but maybe just to have somebody there. Stefan Diggs, 114 yards in the air, but did not get into the end zone. Oh, well. Great game for Buffalo, and that's all there's to say. 3-1. and one. Stop losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo, and you could have a great season. Maybe they still will. Chicago hosted Detroit in Soldier Field. We'll get back to that much later. Much later. Dallas Cowboys handed the Carolina Hurricanes their first loss of the year. Dallas, Texas versus Carolina. The former uh, Dallas assistant head coach of Carolina. And unfortunately, Dallas won, won up to him again, unfortunately, after they uh, didn't give him an interview. That's what, that was the talk this morning. Oh, Jerry Jones never even gave the guy an interview. And, uh, well, it is what it is. At least he went to Carolina. <clears throat> and Mike McCarthy's doing pretty good for Dallas right now. Both clubs 3-1. and one, And the Cowboys have the tiebreaker, obviously, over Carolina. Dak Prescott, four touchdown passes. And only 22 attempts. Extremely efficient. Zeke, your favorite running back with 143 yards on the ground. 67 yards for Tony Pollard. And even Dak, Uncle Dak, not really Uncle. I'm just kidding. Maybe he has 34, five yards on the ground. Man, four different guys with touchdowns in the game. Cooper, Schultz, Wilson, Blake Jarwin. The ball was spread around pretty nicely. Nobody dominated, per se, in the game in that case. But Dallas out to... Uh, Pretty strong start on the season. Good for them, I guess. Randy Gregory with a couple of sacks along the way. Not a single sack from the Carolina Panthers sideline. Cowboys just kind of ate them up a bit for the most part. It wasn't the worst game ever, but yep, Sam, Dar Sam Darnold, that's what you're thinking about. You're always going to get a couple of interceptions in the game from Sam Darnold, but you still had a really nice fantasy statistic from Sammy. He did throw two touchdown passes, and he rushed for two. He rushed for two. That's really good numbers. For the fantasy ballers. I don't know why I keep talking about fantasy football, but I don't know. I guess I have to just because I'm talking about the NFL here. DJ Moore with a couple of touchdowns with 113 yards for Carolina as we try to move forward quickly. I'm trying my best to monitor the screen for when Tom, Tom Brady all-time uh, passing yards watch. The freaking freaking Indianapolis Colts finally won a game because the Dolphins suck as bad as they do. They're both 1-3 on the season after this game. 27-17. 
Colts over the Dolphins. Jacoby Jacoby Brissett, say that fast three times, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Very efficient game. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Jacoby Brissett. But just the Dolphins just aren't winners, I guess. They're just, they haven't been winners for a long time. They need Marino to come out of retirement or something. I don't know. Jonathan Taylor with a century mark and a touchdown. Good for him on the ground. Carson Wentz, finally a decent game. He didn't turn the ball over. There you go. That's another one of those guys who had the injury and was never the same. Like a Carson Palmer. Always got to throw in that you know, that interception. And it's just, you're just hoping that um, Burrow isn't like that. And it doesn't seem like it. Devontae Parker. Nice, solid game in the air for Miami and Michael Pittman Jr. Ball spread around nicely when it comes to the uh, the uh, Indianapolis Colts. They finally won a game, and in, in, in Miami, no less. Dolphins scored 14 of their 17 points in the fourth quarter. 10 points for Indianapolis. 24-point fourth quarter. Not bad. Not bad for the fan bases there. The New Orleans Hornets, no, the New Orleans Saints, hosted the New York Giants. And lost. Wow. Wow. The Saints hosted the Giants and lost. I know the Saints aren't the spectacular team, but they're still kind of dangerous. They lost to the Giants. Ouch. There's nothing really exciting about this New York team. Like, Pat Shermer was just pretty much left for dead there when he went there. There's just nothing going on. Alvin Kamara, 120 yards on the ground. He didn't get six touchdowns and he didn't get any. Taysom Hill, though, you know, they have this fun thing where he rushes and he get, got two touchdowns in the game. He also threw an interception. It's just a weird, wacky bit there. He did New Orleans and they lost. That didn't help with the interception, let me tell you. But he did help running the ball into the end zone. Good for him. And they ended up losing an OT. Did the uh, frickin' Saints walk off in favor. Yeah, they're getting used to walk-offs in New Orleans. A walk-off. Saquon Barkley literally walked off the game. Six-yard touchdown in OT. And this was after the Saints took a 21-10 lead with 12-14 remaining. No lead is safe in the NFL, at least not really. No, nothing more than like 21 to 28 points in the fourth quarter is safe. But it's the Giants. You figure, okay, you think the Saints should be able to hang on and win this one, and they just didn't. I can't imagine how they're feeling right now. they got to be pissed. Tennessee fans are pissed, too. They lost in overtime today. What's going on here, guys? What's going on with the Saints and the Titans today? The Midgets, the Tennessee the Tennessee Ants, they got crushed by the Jets. They got flown over. It was flyover country. That's why. That's why Tennessee lost, because it's flyover country. Okay, yeah, I'm being a jerk. But so are the Tennessee Titans for losing to the Jets. I don't care if it's in New York or whatever the hell. Road games are tough. They're wacky. They're weird. But it's, I don't know, the Jets stink this year so far. But I guess you got to figure sooner or later Zach Wilson's going to come through a little bit. Of course, he had another interception. He's got like 19 already. Okay, I'm just exaggerating. But it feels like that with Jets quarterbacks. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm scarred for life reading all the Sam Darnold numbers here the last couple of years. Zach Wilson has been throwing interceptions almost every day. But he did get almost 300 yards. And he gets his first career win as the starting QB. Tannehill wasn't exactly bad. He really wasn't. But, you know, and Derrick Henry, 157 yards on the ground. They just lost. That's all. They just didn't get the job done. They didn't make the stops that they needed to. And they didn't complete drives. That's the other thing. I mean, three field goals. Come on. Come on, Tennessee. That's That's got to be the number one reason. Three good drives that ended with field goals. 36, 46, and 44 yards, respectively. Then they finally got in the end zone a couple times in the fourth quarter. They ended up taking a lead. That ended up, yeah, then they had, a, had to have a miracle final play. Not miracle, but a, 
a good, uh, not a miracle, but a come from behind good drive, great drive by Tennessee to tie the game up to even get to OT, and they end up losing. Jeez. Jeez. Well, at least Matt Amendola didn't blow a 22-yarder. Sounds like something that would happen if that was us. You get all the way down the field, okay, we'll kick the field goal, and you miss it. It's just 20-some yards away, and you miss it. Ridiculous. Corey Davis, again, very well, good, good, solid rookie for the, uh, if I'm thinking about the same guy, Western Michigan. No, he's not the same guy. I'm thinking about the other guy that got drafted. Apologize. He's a bit of a veteran going against his former club, the Tennessee Titans. My apologies there. God, I'm getting him mixed up with someone else. I'm thinking about Sims, I think. Yep. But Sims wore green in college, not in the NFL. <sighs> Regardless, the Jets beat the Tennessee Titans. Let's move on before I make a bigger fool of them out of myself here. Epic battle. Kansas City and uh, Philly. Pretty good game, actually. Was hoping Kansas City would start off 1-3, and three, but it still might not matter. They still might win the Super Bowl if they're 0-4 at the end of the day. That's how dangerous Kansas City can be. I like them. I don't like them. Whatever. I like their logo. I like their uniforms. I love their uniforms. Their logo, I couldn't care less. It's adequate at best. Only five touchdown passes for Mahomes, but he had to throw that stupid interception. Thanks a lot, Patrick. Right? All of us hoping for a perfect game from him. Just didn't happen because he, he sucks. Tyreek Hill, though. Yeah, yeah Tyreek Hill sucks too, doesn't he? Only 186 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, I don't like him. He's a cocky He's a cocky SLB. My God. Every time he does anything, he's got to go, yeah, make all these big scenes in front of everybody. I hate him, but, uh, well, he's doing a good job. And he's got the right quarterback, too. Hate him, hate him, hate him, hate him, hate him. He, he should play for the Golden State Warriors. Make a jackass of himself in Golden State, too. Ugh, I hate that team, too. Okay, i got to stop with the hatred. Great game, though. Man, 11 catches. If you have Tyreek Hill in that thing, that thing that you use computers and phone apps for nowadays, you probably won. And if you have Patrick Mahomes, you're probably going to win the Super Bowl, probably. If you stay healthy, if he stays healthy, and you don't have a crappy bunch of other players, um, gotta think he's number one pick every freaking fantasy draft in the world. And Terry Kill's gotta be about the top fantasy wide receiver to go along with him. Um, you'd never be able to get both unless you're crazy lucky. But we all know how that can be risky. Jalen Hurts, solid game, solid game from Jalen Hurts. Good quarterback rating, good efficiency through the, didn't throw an interception, no turnovers. They just didn't. They just weren't as good as Kansas City. That's all. Forty-two to thirty. Pretty good game, though. Uh, good job, Jalen Hurts. Just unfortunately ran into. Well, they ran into the Chiefs. They don't have the best record in the league, but certainly the best offense. And it's a team that, uh, well, they uh, signed Joe Tooney. Yeah. And they signed another offensive lineman. That I'm forgetting. You know, they had uh, they had issues going into the Super Bowl of all games. You know, you know that game. The Super Bowl, something we've forgotten about around here, and that's true, you know, 50-plus. They had issues in that game, getting beat up by this Tampa defense that I'm watching right now, because it's the offense now. Um, and, well, they shorted it up. Unfortunately, they still lost two games already. We'll see if it matters, though, at the end of the day. If Kansas City's hoisting up their third Lombardi in three years, and their fourth overall, if they do. No, they're, yeah, the third Lombardi total, but second in three years. Excuse me. Arizona beat the Rams. Arizona beat the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles, California. Well, losing to Cincinnati doesn't look so bad. Losing to Arizona doesn't look so bad, and Cleveland's a really good team. At least we lost to good teams, but yeah, that win-loss record is freaking awful. 
Uh, just in the in the as of last December, Mike Zimmer was four and seventeen against winning teams in the last three years at that stage. So that would be you know like down to twenty seventeen when we were actually good. Wow. Sean McVay, 11 and 10. Tomlin, 7 and 11. See, I could settle for 7 and 11. Vrabel, Mike Vrabel of the uh, Tennessee Titans, 10 and 12. That's that's okay. Nagy, 7 and 12. That kind of sucks. 4 and 17. That's effing horrible. He's actually 4 and 12 now because, yeah, or excuse me, 4 and 20 now since 2017. That's five. It's, it's, it's really bad. It sucks. Not including the awful year of 2016 when we were 5 and 0. Oh, we looked awesome. And then we just were horse bleep the rest of the year. We were 3-8 and eight the rest of the year. So that's 4-20 and 20 in the last, well, three and a half years, we can call it, or three and change years at this day. Sean McVay, 11-10. and 10, That's really good. And the, the Rams weren't great the whole time. They had some good years. 7-11's respectable. It's not great. You're playing, but at least you're competing somewhat. 10-12, and 12, I, I know I can definitely live with that. 11-10 and 10 is awesome. These are teams with the winning records, folks. Winning records, that's all. That's all. Um, and they say of those four wins, the four out of 17 eyes of last December, by the way, two were against the 9 and 7 Eagles that were not good teams. Yeah, 9 and 7, they were not good. The other two were in the, the other two were the wild card win against the Saints and the Packers, and the Packers win in 22, uh, 2020. Two very impressive wins. Yeah, those were very impressive. The first two were not. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, sucks, man. It sucks. It sucks. Really sucks. So that would be 18, 19, 20. Yeah. God, I hate that sound. Something I'm hearing in the background now that I'm sick of hearing. Um, so I guess it's 2018 season on. So basically from that stage. Um, but Arizona won. Speaking of winning teams. Yeah. And again, 4-12 and 12 now. 4-20 uh, and 20 now. I keep saying 12 for some reason. Final score of 37 to 20 in Los Angeles. 37 to 20 in Los Angeles. I mean, seriously. With three minutes and 42 seconds remaining in the game, it was 37-13, Arizona. Cardinals are good, and I'm glad to hear that. Matt Prater, only a 55-yard, just another day in the office. Just imagine that 23-yarder he made. He's probably like, huh, <laughs> 23-yarder. I could, I could, yeah, I could blow it. I, I, I could blow the ball through the, through the uprights at this stage. That's pretty much all he had to do. Man, Arizona's awesome. Arizona's awesome. I'm, I'm happy. That's another team like, say, Cleveland over in the, in the AFC. If Arizona wins the NFC, what if it was Arizona-Cleveland in the Super Bowl? That'd be kind of cool. Uh, one game does not a season make, but in the NFL, games like this are freaking huge. Road games in your division against probably the best team in the division, and you get the job done, and maybe you're the best team in the division now because of that. Very, very impressive. And a nice offense spreading the ball around. Max Williams, former gopher, 66 yards, a touchdown. A.J. Green, the old legend, 67 yards and a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins, who keeps, he keeps getting you know bottled up every week, doesn't he? Every week. Teams are really focusing on him because it's such an epic duo of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Did not get in the end zone and had 67 yards. It's kind of weird. 67, 67, 66 for those three guys. Max Williams. DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green. It's kind of weird. Cooper Cup, no big week this week. They, they didn't bottle him up, but they contained him very nicely. So I guess they kind of did bottle him up because there were 13 attempts his way and only five catches. Could have been a huge epic game for Cup, but it was not. He was um, cupped up. I don't know. He was cuffed up. I don't want to say anymore. No point. Only three sacks for the Rams. Sometimes in their case, they'd expect some more. 
Aaron Donald, four total sacks. No, none of them are solo. They were all assists. J.J. Watt, yeah, he's not as valuable as he used to be, but he's still a uh, he's still a valuable piece. Where's the guy? Where is he? Okay, I'll leave it alone. But um, very impressive win for Arizona. Man, oh man, four and zero. That's like again, like I was comparing earlier. Minnesota going into Green Bay in 98. Maybe it's not going to be that kind of year for the Arizona Cardinals. When Minnesota went into Green Bay in 98, that was a big deal. The Packers had won the NFC Championship two, two years in a row. And, you know, great things happened. Oh, oof. I don't know. Did Brady already pass the, the all-time record? And, yes, this, is, this would be if Brady wins. He will have defeated every team in the NFL at least once. Tampa settling for a field goal, 29-yard chip shot by Ryan Suckup, right? The former Chiefs kicker. Don't ask me how I knew that name from the Chiefs back in the day. It was a podcast host who I don't talk to ever again after the way he changed. People change way too much sometimes. But we'll move forward. Uh, rematch of the NFC Championship game 2013. 20, uh, January 14. I hated it so much because I hate the Seahawks with a passion. Seahawks beat the Niners. Niners and Seahawks are 2-2. Two and two. That means the Niners are in last place because the Rams aren't. That would make Seattle third, the Rams uh, second, and the Arizona Cardinals in first place in the NFC West. What a great division. What a great division. Jimmy G, it looks like it's hard to say what's going on with him. Trey Lance actually had some really nice numbers for the most part. It's only 50% completion, but he did get a couple of touchdowns, and so that raised his uh, quarterback rating. Russell Wilson, solid, but not that great. Nothing all that great, really, in this game. Just the fact that they won 28-21. to 21. Generally speaking, Trey Lance helped bring the Niners back in the uh, in the game. They were down 21-7 to seven. midway, or no, late in the third quarter, not even midway. Russell Wilson, generally, very solid in the game. Still trying to keep up with Brady here. I better open up a different window, because I know he only needs a few... Little over a hundred yards to get to the all-time number. Gotta, I gotta pull that up here real quick. Where is it? Are you kidding me? You son of a. There it is. Tampa three, New England zero at the moment. And Brady has thrown for seventy-one yards. So, next possession could be the one. Next possession could be the one. I gotta. Passing leaders, NFL all-time passing leaders. Come on, you idiot. Sorry, sorry. You're a nice, wonderful new laptop. I apologize. 358 minus 291. 80,358 minus 291. That would be... Oh, he already probably passed it then. Crap. Uh, did I miss it? Oh, jeez. I might have missed it already. Oh, Yeah. I think I did. Or it's like a, like a yard away or something. So like one completion will be the one. Oh, man. Because you got, you got to think there's going to be some kind of stoppage, right? Or something like that. I'm losing my mind here. Oh, Jesus Christ. 67. That means he passed it. Yep. That's what I thought. He passed it already and I missed it. Well, congratulations, Tom Brady. All time. NFL passing leader, unless this is like messed up or whatever. I think he just did it, though. Pretty sure he did. Let's back up here for one second. Ah, they're not even saying it. 
the same fans that cheered for John Brady and Rudolph are now welcome legendary quarterback. There's nothing, they're not even talking about it. What the hell? I'm losing my mind here. I thought he had Thruper. I'm losing my mind. Unless maybe it's still, maybe that's like live and updated, so he needs 67 to go. That might be what it is. I think that's what it is. Yeah, because there would have been some kind of update here. Okay, well, whatever. Tom Brady's going to pass it tonight. We'll keep an eye on it because we can. Oh, sorry. It's a, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. It's exciting as an NFL fan. I saw, I remember watching, I don't remember if I saw Marino pass Tarkenton. I saw Favre pass Marino. I saw Peyton Manning, I believe it was, pass Favre. I didn't see Breeze pass Peyton Manning. But I'm going to see Brady, at least I hope I'm going to, before it's too late. Wow, look at the difference, man. Almost 10,000 yards more than uh, uh, Peyton Manning already. That's freaking crazy when you think about it. Yep, it's Favre, Manning, Brady, Brees, Brees. This might be live. That might be why. I, I hope it is. I hope it's live for that sake. Philip Rivers, fifth all time. Wow. Ben Roethlisberger, though, he is, yeah, a good 20,000 behind, so it ain't going to happen. Matt Ryan, I don't think so. Carson Palmer was 14th. Damn, that's a lot of yards. Sorry, I'm distracted with something. Uh, history's a good thing. You know, I like to keep up with it. I think it's a good thing. Apologize, I'm a little disoriented here. But uh, yes, the Idle beats San Francisco, unfortunately. It is what it is there. Not happy about it. We'll now try to move on. Baltimore versus the Denver Brancos. And the Denver Brancos lose their first game of the season. Baltimore showed up to play. Good for them. Uh, Denver looked okay early. Bridgewater, not so good. Drew Locke ended up taking over. I hope he didn't get hurt. 7 of 16, just not a good game. Baltimore's defense can be stingy and frustrating to play against. Latavius is wearing purple again. Now for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm glad he's not on the Saints. Got in the end zone with about 60 yards. Not a spectacular day for him. Both teams pretty good at defense. And Bridgie, hopefully he's okay. Must have just been a bad day. And I don't know. Nothing spectacular really stands out. It's just cool to see Latavius get in the end zone. A couple of sacks for Tyra, uh, Tyus Bowser. Tyus Bowser, King Koopa himself, with two sacks in the game. The Baltimore uh, defense, obviously, yeah, they have a very aggressive uh, pass rush. That's one of the things they do really well. And Teddy Bridgewater just didn't respond all too well to it. But they have five sacks in the game. That's pretty solid. It's not like off the charts, but it's good. Baltimore, 3-1. and one. Denver, 3-1. and one. And I'll say it for the 19th time already. Baltimore now is the tiebreaker over Denver. Okay, Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Green Bay and Pittsburgh is now we can move into the NFC North roundup. Green Bay Slackers win by 10. They win the Super Bowl again. No, not really, but it is a rematch of that Super Bowl over a decade ago now. Rodgers, solid numbers. Roethlisberger, again, just too many attempts, and the interceptions are always there. The rating is not there. The accuracy is just not there anymore. Najee Harris, Yep, well, he was targeted seven times, not like 15 this time, so that's good, I guess. Keep the ball moving around, but some valuable pieces missing noticeably from that Pittsburgh offense. It's a damn shame. Randall Cobb, one of Aaron Rodgers' favorites, a couple touchdowns today. Devontae Adams did not get in the end zone, which I guess we're okay with. He doesn't have to get in the end zone every bleeping week. But the Green Bay Crackers now alone at the top with a 3-1 and record after an awful start in week number one. 
They haven't really looked back since then. They're not a gr they're not a great team by any means. They're not going to any Super Bowl. The Rams, the Bucks, the Arizona Cardinals are all better than Green Bay. Every th all three of them, I think, are better. I think Packers are like the fourth best team in the NFC right now. Number one is probably Arizona right now, but ultimately Tampa is the defending defending champion. They have a seven-time Super Bowl winner. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? And he looks the part. He's not just some guy. He's not Trent Dilfer playing against playing with an 85 Bears team that never gets injured and was like 21 years old and now they're 27. It's not that kind of situation. So, yeah, he's, he's not Trent Dilfer. He, Tom Brady is obviously winning Super Bowls for a reason. <laughs> Good for Dilfer to get the Super Bowl they got, though. I was very happy for him, actually. Um, I was. But, man... Green Bay, though, they're, they're, you know, unfortunately, they're likely to win the division again. Once Aaron Rodgers suited up for Green Bay, you just knew it. Like, here we go again. Then you see them get their asses handed to them by the uh, New Orleans Saints, and you think, wow, we might have a shot at this sucker. We might actually win this division this year. Yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been really nice if we did, but uh, unfortunately, doesn't look like, uh, doesn't look like it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, doesn't look like it's going to happen, does it? Uh, Minnesota Vikings versus Detroit Lions history. Let's look up that footballdatabase.com. Hopefully this is the Vikings side of it. Yep. Vikings, great record against Detroit historically for many, 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 many reasons. Let's try not to jinx it too much. 78, 39, and 2. I remember when the Vikings had 40 wins over Detroit back in the 90s. I'm thinking, wow, that's a lot. 78, 39, and 2. Vikings have won. Seven straight games versus the Detroit Lions. Undefeated in the... Why am I forgetting the guy's name? I forgot the Detroit Lions co last coach. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I'm, yeah, I'm losing my mind. But uh, obviously you got Dan Campbell now. Hopefully the Vikings can do it again. <laughs> hopefully the Lions can... Uh, hopefully the Vikings can beat the Lions again. That would be great. It's, it's just funny. They've... Uh, Wayne Fonts is the coach I remember the best. At the end of the day, he did a heck of a job. Other than that, Jim Caldwell, I thought, did very well against the Vikings. And Jim Schwartz uh, had a couple of good moments. I think they had the really good defense in the trenches, but Caldwell was pretty damn good, I thought. At the end of the day, Hal Griffin, 1930. It's a couple years back, you know, it's a couple years back, Hal Griffin. Jim Shores, Rod Marinelli, yeah, man, yeah, he went through some hell, didn't he? He was the one that had the 0-16 record, man. And then Schwartz replaced him, Caldwell did great, Matt Patricia, oh, yeah, that's who it was. He was really bad. And then, yeah, yeah that's who we were undefeated against, Matt Patricia. How could I forget that guy? <laughs> then there were a couple of interns along the way. That was really weird. Daryl Bevel and Robert Prince were uh, intern coaches along the way. Daryl Bevel did get one win. But he lost to the Vikings late in the year. And Dan Campbell's now the coach. And unfortunately for him, he's struggling mightily thus far. <sighs> I believe that would make him 0-4 on the season. Vikings versus Detroit coming up. Let's look at Detroit versus Chicago. Chicago Bears, obviously, getting their second win of the year, if I remember correctly. Yes, yeah, second win of the year. Lions are 0-4. 24-14 to in Soldier Field. Jared Goff, a couple of touchdown passes. We get to play against him again. Vikings have done fairly well against Goff, except that epic, epic, epic Thursday night game in Los Angeles when they first moved there and they were wearing those beautiful, classic uniforms. 
and they had that beautiful logo at the center of the field, and they were playing in that old stadium that they played in back in the good old days. It was like, ah, that was one of the coolest things they ever saw. It sucked that the Vikings lost that game. It sucked that Kirk Cousins had that weird gaff along the way. But man, that was freaking cool. It, it looked so cool. I, I, I loved it so much, and I wish, uh, I wish so much that uh, things kept heading in that direction. I'm trying to re refresh this here. I don't know. I think he's the all-time leader then, unless this is... If this was leading in today's game, yeah, Brady. Unless I'm going crazy here. But then again, that play just happened. Because there's no information that he passed the... I'm just losing my mind. That's just, that's on me. Because I'm so wrapped up in the show, I'm not paying close enough attention to some of that stuff. I'm just so wrapped up in the Vikings, which I should be. It's crazy to think of the Vikings that lost three games in a row before we law, uh, won the seven. But that was during the Caldwell era when they were actually pretty good. Jim Caldwell was pretty damn good, wasn't he? And the Lions had a damn good record, you know? Remember that game in um, October 14, the Lions kicked our butts in the trenches. That was in uh, uh, TCF now. How was it Huntington Bank, whatever the hell it is? I don't care. I don't watch the Gophers that much anymore. Um, Jared Goff, though, obviously that's what we're going up against. Jamal Williams. DeAndre Swift is like their main running back, but Jamal Williams had the carries today. No Adrian Peterson. I wish he was still there, just for the sake of the numbers and all that. David Montgomery had a very nice game against Detroit, which tells me I think the direction things are going to go in this game. Justin Fields struggled for the most part. Interception, good accuracy. I think the Vikings are going to go run heavy next week. I think so, unless somehow we're behind. But I expect Dalvin Cook to have one of his best games. He has had some great games against Detroit historically. At the end of the day, David Montgomery, almost five yards a carry and two touchdowns. He's a good running back, but he isn't that great. Uh, and it looked like he ran right through Detroit pretty easily for the most part. Detroit's defense doesn't scare us a whole lot, generally speaking. Chicago Bears really got through them a bit. Well, they got four sacks in the game. It wasn't that spectacular, but good, good, good day for them. Jared Goff, almost 300 yards, though, and... He's not a pathetic player, obviously. He's pretty good. I don't think he's like a straight-up bust, you know. Um, in some ways, I'd rather have Goff than Baker Mayfield at the end of the day. Maybe not the price tag that Jared Goff is getting paid, but in some ways, it might be a good thing to have Goff over some of these other players. At the end of the day, now Brady has 104 yards, so I think it's. Uh, I think he must have. He had to have eclipsed it by now, unless it's still coming. He looks pretty happy there. Yeah, he must have. Yeah, he eclipsed it. He eclipsed it, and I didn't get to see it live. Oh, man. He had to have by now. But it's weird how you don't even see it. Because he was celebrating. Yep, there it is. And it, yep. Tom Brady becomes NFL's all-time passing yards leader, surpassing at Drew Brees. So congratulations, Tom Brady. I'm becoming the all-time passing leader. I didn't actually see it happen because I had my back to it because uh, I can't have the TV in front of me with the way things are set up, unfortunately. But um, congratulations. There it is. There it is. Congratulations, Mr. Brady, on becoming the all-time passing leader. Where the heck is it? It must have just happened. No, no, it didn't. It was a while ago. Well, he got it. And congrats. Wish I got to see it happen. <laughs> it was on the last drive. Yep, there was the information. So, he is the all-time guy. He is, truly is the GOAT. 
Detroit, though, again, it's like they had some good eras. They had some meh eras. Again, NFL database, this and that. Uh, during the early 90s, it's the last time Detroit was like, wow, you know, a, a really solid team. I mean, the Vikings' history against Detroit, uh, generally speaking, has been pretty damn lopsided in our favor. Yeah, it was the early 90s. Detroit was tough in the early, early 90s, in the Wayne Fonts years. We lost in 1990 at the Dome, 34-27 to 27 in 1990. And then we won one in Detroit later that year, just to kind of hang in there. Then we lost three in a row. We got swept in 91. Very good Detroit team in 91 that went to the NFC title game. Can you believe that? And I still remember this one. 92. Week week two that year when the Vikings went 11-5 and five with rookie coach Dennis Green. God rest his soul. 31-17. to 17. Detroit just kind of kicked our butts. They were the defending division champs. And I was thinking, ah, oh, great. Detroit's back. Detroit's a... And back then I thought Detroit was this really good team. And they kind of were at the time. They had some good defensive players like you know, obviously Chris Spielman. They had a, they had a lot of good defensive players, and they had the best running back in the league at the time. And Rodney P was a respectable quarterback. They had uh, Herman Moore. Did they have him by then? No. Did they? I don't think they had him back that far, but maybe they did. He was one hell of a wide receiver. I'm blanking. I know Anthony Carter eventually went there, but Anthony Carter was on Minnesota. Yeah, the 47-yard play. I remember that. That was cool. It was like real early. That was awesome. 47-yard pass for a touchdown to put Minnesota up. What am I looking at here? This was a win. Yeah, this is in the... That was the one we won. Yep, I remember that. That was the home game. That was freaking fun. That was... Yep, I apologize for that. That was the home game. That was a lot of fun. Yep, it was uh, the 31-14. to 14. Almost identical score, but in favor of the Vikings. I remember the deep pass, like, opened up the game pretty much to uh, <laughs> Anthony Carter. That was freaking cool. But um, in this case, geez, Detroit beat us up pretty good. Rich Gannon had three interceptions. Yeah, that Detroit defense was tough. Uh, Terry Allen couldn't get anything going. He had a nine-yard run. He did get in the end zone once, but averaged less than three yards a carry. Barry Sanders wasn't all that great either. The Vikings defense was good too, don't forget. Carter led the Vikings in receiving, which is cool. Willie Green? Jimmy Johnson? What's going on here? <laughs> Jeff Campbell? Yeah, Brett Perriman, I remember that name. He must have been really young at the time. Anthony Parker? Yep, I remember him, a punt returner. Huh. Oh yeah, and Harry Newsom was our kicker. I remember that. He sounds like a governor of California, doesn't he? Just like Jim Arnold. <laughs> Sorry, Jason Hansen, there he was as a rookie. Yep. And I think I called him Matt Hansen a week or two ago, and I deeply apologize. I was like, Jason Hansen, right? Did I say Matt? Oh, my God. Yep, Jason Hansen started with the Lions the same year I became a a uh, full-time Viking fan. Full-time. Yep, Detroit was pretty tough against the Vikings for a little while there. Even it was kind of a bit of a back-and-forth. It was always frustrating. You'd often go in Detroit and lose. It was so annoying. And in 97, we got swept. Swept. 38-15. to 15. What the? Yeah, I remember that a bit. I remember cursing my head off that day. Like, what the? F -f 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 the whole time, I was cursing my head off. And I annoyed my friend Dave Reinhardt that day. I drove him crazy. I was just cursing my head off. Because I know his parents probably didn't want to hear me cursing like that. God, 38-15. to 15. What the F? You know, that was really bad. 
And then they beat us in the dome by one point. That was a, yep. And then that was the last time until uh, TCF Bank, if I remember correctly, Detroit beat us at home finally. Again, Oof, 38 to 15 though in '97, just crazy. It's interesting to look at some of these memorable games. Scott Mitchell acquired from the Miami Dolphins. Brad Johnson, Vikings quarterback. Yeah, this was a bad day. '97. Robert Smith. Uh, uh, I think he got. I think he got injured in this game. I think he did. Leroy Hard. Yep, man. Very familiar names, of course. Andrew Glover led the Vikings in receiving. Cool. That was the year before they uh, became a bit more interesting. And there was Herman Moore. Yep. Wow. He kicked our ass. Uh, I think that was one of those day, yeah, one of those games when um, yeah, he was on the Lions in '91. Just didn't have a big season. And then '92. Yeah. Yeah. He was there. I thought he was. Yep. Pontiac, Michigan. Yeah, good old memories, good old memories with Detroit and Minnesota. Cool, cool memories. I'm trying to see, yeah, there was a massive winning streak for the Vikings from 2002 up to 2006. And, my God, what a stretch. What an absolute stretch. We lost the one game in Detroit by three points in that awful 2001 season because we sucked that year. Uh, one, two, three, four. We'd won four in a row. And then we lost one, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen and one during a stretch from ninety-nine to 06. Can you believe that? It's absolutely nuts. Yeah, we had won ten in a row versus Detroit after that one loss in two thousand one. And then yeah, and then we oh my god, another one. We lost an OT in two thousand seven. Oh, yeah, that was when Tavares Jackson had the five interceptions. And John Kidna wasn't all that great either. He was bragging about throwing 50 touchdown passes that year. The Detroit offense was good, but, uh, yeah, they weren't ready to do anything. They really weren't. J.T. O'Sullivan, I think he was on the Vikings. He was either on the Vikings or the 49ers. I'm blanking on that one. J.T. O'Sullivan, crazy. Yep, Tavares Jackson, he threw four interceptions. I thought it was five. Four interceptions, terrible game. Terrible game. Miguel DeMore was still in the Vikings? Oh, no. Miguel DeMore got here before, uh, after. No. No, no. Miguel DeMore was further back. Yeah. 04 until 07, and then he won the bowl. No, he lost, he, he lost the Super No, he did win. Duh. I remember 2008. He won in 2008 and lost in 2010. Okay. So he played in two. I, I remember Miguel DeMore winning a bowl with Pittsburgh. I'm just going all over the place. I apologize. Vikings, though, I expect a good, solid run game against Detroit going in there. I expect Delvin Cook, who I just bashed a little bit, to get uh, over 130 yards and at least one touchdown in the game. At least one touchdown for Delvin Cook in the game, 130 yards on the ground. I expect Cousins to be better a little bit, but he's not going to have the best game of his life or anything. I think it's going to be more of a running attack. I expect Delvin Cook, 130. Uh, Madison, 70. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go like that. 200 rushing yards for the Vikings, two running backs. Maybe even uh, our buddy uh, Abdul will do something as well. Uh, I think he may have a nice day. Uh, may have a couple of plays as well for like 30 yards or something. But uh, it should be an interesting situation there. Abdullah, Amir Abdullah, not Abdul. Paula Abdul? No, <laughs> he's going <laughs> to... Sorry. But... Um, I expect a major running attack, 200-plus rushing yards for the Vikings in the game. 200-plus rushing yards for the Vikings in the game. Vikings will win 
It's not going to be the highest scoring game ever. 27 to like 14, Vikings win convincingly in Detroit, or at, at home versus Detroit. I don't expect them to beat us. And if we and if they do beat us, then heads are going to probably start rolling pretty soon. Pretty soon. But I do expect a running attack. That'll be major. Maybe a 200-yard all-purpose day for Delvin Cook, as long as he doesn't get hurt. As long as he doesn't get hurt. Otherwise, maybe Madison might blow up and have a similar type of day with about 200 yards. I got a feeling it's going to be something pretty special for the running game going forward. You'll get decent receiving numbers, decent passing numbers, but the running game will be the dominant force and the main reason the Vikings win the game. And, the, and Dan Campbell opens up his career with Detroit 0-5, and, and he might be a one-and-done, unfortunately. I have nothing against the guy. It's just he might have been kind of a weird hire. It might be like a Tim Brewster-type hire who starts saying weird stuff and things just don't work out. You know, that kind of thing. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Even Matt Patricia. It's Detroit. It's Detroit. De- Detroit is a mess. And I, I don't know. I feel bad for him. Detroit is the uh, Timberwolves of bas- uh, football, and the Timberwolves are the Detroit Lions of basketball. That's just the best way to look at it. Vikings win in a solid victory. Does it get me excited? No. But at least we win the game, I guess. Woohoo. With that said, we'll take a quick break and get to fan interaction after this. And, of course, I thank you very, very much for that call in, Gerald. That was great. Uh, Yeah, that's what's so maddening is how you're thinking, and I'm thinking, and all of us were thinking, the team we saw and how we barely lost those previous two games, weeks one and two, of course, how we couldn't get in the playoffs. Like, it looks like a very much a playoff team. And then we follow it up with, you know, just, just another mess. You know, it wasn't like we got blown out or anything, but it was just a, a mess, a nasty game like that where we just did not look like the better team. And Cleveland made a lot of horrible mistakes, some bad play calls by Kevin Stefanski, of all people. Maybe he's trying too hard to impress people or just to kind of have fun, and he went overboard a little bit, made some dumb uh, decisions on some of those fourth downs and such, some risky moves. Uh, I don't know, man. It was some pretty crazy stuff, and we still end up losing. And then you come out feeling now, like there's no way we're a playoff team because we just did not look like winners out there. Plain and simple, just did not execute when we needed to on many, many occasions and many opportunities, including some golden opportunities. But great, great call in. Thank you so much. Uh, you know that was exactly. You know that was that was a great. I mean, you made some great points. And well, I mean, it's it's just ironic too when you think about how good we felt, and now we're right back where we were. It seems like it's some total bullcrap. So let's attempt to move forward here now to Twitter and Facebook. So, Twitter account, at Purple Mafia Show, at Purple Mafia Show. I want to thank Malcolm and a few others. We'll get to them in a second for retweeting the most recent episode, 349. The Vikings finally beat Leviathan, the sea monster, because of the Kraken and all that. Seattle Kraken, you know, that's the hockey team. And then, so I called him, like, the Leviathan, I guess, just to be goofy. Tanae Brown shared it, which is really cool, on Twitter, like a, like a retweet, quote tweet where he said, everyone should be listening to this one. Big win for the Vikings. Now let's take take it to them Browns. And unfortunately, it just didn't happen. Dave Hickey from Iowa says, 
I'm not sure who Brad Felton is. Uh, Fenton is. I guess, uh, I'm guessing hockey, but Brad Childers is a dipshit who screwed up for a championship team. Yep, who screwed up a championship team. Um, I, I hope I didn't say Brad. I might have. I pray to God I didn't. Paul Fenton was the GM of the Wild who lasted one year and just made an ass of himself. He, he was okay at what he did. He made some weird moves. And, I don't know, he made an ass of himself and alienated himself from, you know, everybody, basically, and that's what happened there. Mad Martin was saying, good start, don't like the hits Cousins is taken. taking a garbage call. That was on that hold, which was extremely, extremely messed up. Uh, Zimmer, okay, uh, Sebastian Blackspace 999 says, uh, Zimmer's teams are going to Zimmer. Yep, that was after the poor defense and, and uh, yep, poor tackling. And then an offense that didn't exist, basically. Hashtag Fire Zimmer. Hashtag Cleveland versus Minnesota. Hashtag Get Kirk Out. And Purple Mafia and Jeff Schlegel. The Jeff Schlegel. He was talking to both of us, apparently. Sebastian said, This might sound sick, but I'm hoping we lose in, a, in, in another heartbreaking fashion. I want as many heartbreaking losses as possible as years so that way people want Zimmer out. And then Matt Martin was saying... I uh, no, yeah, Mad Barn responded to something I said. I said, it's going to be another one of those games with an odd score. Don't want to be on the short end of these. And he said, absolutely. Eight to seven after the first drive was hoping for more points. Yeah, it's, yep. Ironically, things wound up being evened out because of the two field goals by McLaughlin, if I'm saying his name correctly. Um, I was saying I was just garbage. I guess that's what Zimmer team does. And then there was, uh, Sebastian had a picture of a a monkey throwing a laptop off of a table. Yep. <laughs> Watching the Vikings try to tackle. That's funny. Yep. Pretty goofy there. Uh, Sebastian said, on, th- on third down, Cousins just ran backwards. The announcer said how the game had a lack of sacks. Don't worry, Kirk is missing one as well. Yep, he basically gave them a sack there. Or he sacked himself. Uh, Mad Martin says, I feel much the same. If we have a, a great run into the playoffs, fine. Or if we go in uh, five, what am I saying? Or if we go on a five game, four-fifth uh, game is great, bring in the new era. Oh, four or five wins. Yep, that's what he's trying to say. It's odd, but I'm totally indifferent to this team. Yeah, it's a weird feeling. It really is. As I'll attempt to move on, hopefully I'm not messing things up. Uh, I was saying it may end up being that way about the heartbreaking loss. It may end up taking something like that or heartbreaking losses. Otherwise, it's just mediocrity forever unless we're in for some miracle season. And that's what uh, Matt Martin was responding to. Yeah. He said, bring on the new year if we only win like four or five games. Yeah, it's, it's a strange situation. And during the course of the game, the frustration continued. I was saying so much for the kick-ass offense. And Matt Martin was, Matt Martin was saying it's crap. And I was saying to back to what I described as the suck-ass offense. No pass protection and pathetic decision-making on second and long and third and long. And I didn't even bring that up in the uh, first segment. Yeah, I mean, there was just too much of that. I kind of did. You know, it's just three-yard gains or handoffs on second and 15, and then you're like third and 11 or third and 13, and it's like, man, this is bull crap. And then it's another incomplete pass, or or they just hand off again and get the punt team out. It's just ridiculous. Mad Martin says, one week they give us hope, the next week they do what they do best. Screw us. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It's uh, really sucky. It really is. So, what's there? Some more Mad Martin here. Uh, 
And he said, oh, okay, Sebastian says, honestly, if you looked at the stats, you might have thought Christian Ponder was quarterback today. Yeah, some of the numbers were pretty messed up. I was saying, this is really starting to suck. Yep, yep. And Mad Martin says, let the season play out. Hopefully they blow up the front office and start again. Yeah, I, I got to think too, yeah, but there's not going to be any type of an interim thing. I can't see there being an interim coach like uh, Andre Patterson or something. I think it's going to be end of the year, kind of like Frazier. It's going to be something like that. I, I, I just It just reeks of it, actually. Sebastian says, Dear Viking fans, we are paying over $30 million for Kirk Cousins per year, losing record versus teams with winning records. Like, piss terrible record, by the way. Uh, yes. I think, yeah. Uh, Mackie was saying Zimmer's career with the Vikings, he is 20 games under 500 against winning teams. 20 games under 500. So that's through the whole thing since 2014. I was doing it since 18. Uh, I'll continue to what Sebastian was saying. Okay, he said losing records versus teams with winning records. And here is your losing record. He is playing at an MVP level. Blah, blah, blah. You are what your record says. I agree. I agree. Kevin McMahon out of Wisconsin says, never been a fan of Mayfield, but thought but thought better than Ponder until I watched him today because I was saying, wow, Baker Mayfield sucks when it was another Blaine Gabbert type of play. Uh, Baker May, uh, I said he's like a glorified ponder. Yep, so nice to hear from Kevin McMahon there. Very, very cool. So we try to continue through the Twitter account. Radovan Marisak, yep, he says. He says, but, 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 I was told he is MVP. Yep, he's having fun with us there. Nice to meet you, Radovan Marisak. I gave him a follow. He followed me. Maybe he already did follow me. I, I think he did. But just in case, I forget if I followed him and then he followed me back just now. Nope, looked like we were both following each other already. I apologize for the confusion. Almost done here. Mad Martin says the O-line was just horrible in pass protection today. No blame on Cousins. The guy was getting murdered in the pocket. You can't relocate receivers with the D-line in your face. I understand. Yep, I understand that. I actually agree. It was not on Cousins. None of the losses have really been on Cousins. The first game, Cousins could have been better, I thought. But he still was, you know, still helped us get into position along with Delvin Cook. Second game, he absolutely was great. Third game, he was great. Today, not so much. But again, I was talking about last week how which quarterback would get, you know, would face more of a pass rush, and it ended up being Cousins, and that's the team that lost. So that's kind of how it was. Mad Martin, two, in 2022, Zimmer gone. Cousins gone, and hopefully the front office also. Amen to that. Amen to that. Lakers, Pies, Browns, that would be Vinrock, Vince Germano, who is a Cleveland Browns fan, Los Angeles Lakers fan, a great friend of myself, and of course the Timberwolves Explosion podcast, and you know, he's been loyal to all the shows as well, but uh, mostly just an awesome, awesome guy out of Melbourne, Australia, says, turn it up. I can just hear him saying that on the uh, Courtside podcast with, uh, I keep calling him, wanting to call him Hank McCoy, I'm never going to get that out of my head, Wayne Hunt, Stu Benson, and Vince Germano, <laughs> great, great basketball show. Oh, turn it up. I love when he says that. Yep. I had said something, and it got him going. Oh, yeah, I was saying that's exactly how I felt. I never thought uh, he was that good, him being Baker Mayfield, but wow, awful. Without him, it would be a blowout in favor of Cleveland. Yeah, it would be a blowout in favor of Cleveland without Baker Mayfield that I... And then <laughs> I'm guessing Vince liked that. He said, turn it up. Yep, yep, pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah, I still remember Vince saying that on the shows. I love hearing that. I haven't heard him say it in a little while, but I, that's how he'd say it. Oh, turn it up. So, gotta love that. Gotta love that for sure. 
Okay, so that wraps up the Twitter for now. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. We'll leave off with the last episode like we always do. Episode 349. Da, 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 da. Vikings finally beat Leviathan. No comments, just likes, but thank you for the likes. No comments this time around. The show must have sucked. No, I'm kidding. So here's a graphic, well, a tweet from Dustin Baker. Not Dusty Baker, the New York, uh, the San Francisco Giants former manager. Who is he manager of now? Oh, the Houston Astros. That's who it was. They beat the Twins. That was great. Dusty Baker. <clears throat> the Vikings' best players through three weeks per PFF grades at PFF. Kirk Cousins, number one, 89.1. That was before, yeah, before today's game but I'm sure it's still okay. Number two, Daniil Hunter, 80.5. Cousins was that far ahead. Wow. Justin Jefferson, number three, 80.3. Michael Pierce, 75.2. Yeah, not after today. Ole Udo, number five, the top-ranked offensive lineman on the Vikings, apparently. He's he's had a... I think he's a good player. Great sixth-round pick, actually. 72.4. Eric Hendricks. He's ahead of Eric Hendricks and Harrison Smith. Two Viking Ring of Honor members. They, they will be. Those guys are going to be in the Ring of Honor, for sure. I would hope Justin Jefferson and Hunter will be too, though, by the way. Uh, Ole Udo, 72.4. Eric Hendricks, 71.1. Harrison Smith, 70.9. Delvin Tomlinson, how did he get there? 69.6, how? And Adam Thielen, 69.3. Delvin Tomlinson? I guess, I guess. I, I mean, he had a good week last week, if I remember correctly, though. Or did he? I don't know. In-game thread, let's just keep moving. Holy, that's just weird when I think about that. How? I, I don't get it. There's nothing most relevant. They're all relevant, you sons of biscuits. Brett McCarthy out of South Dakota says, well, the offense is struggling today. Can't do any. I wish this could be in chronological freaking order, but it isn't. Well, it's the same thing. Whatever. We'll figure it out, I guess. Ugh. Yep, can't do anything right. And then Mark Carlson out of Iowa says, what is going on with our Rundy? Are they that tired or completely blocked? It's kind of all the above, and they're just not good. Brett McCarthy said they're ranked 20th in the NFL. And Mark responds with, and it shows today, though the goal line D has me cheering and going crazy. Yep, there was that fourth down stop. And I was saying, I'm so glad we spent all that money on defensive tackles. They aren't doing anything. Well, I guess I'm wrong because their PFF has been good, believe it or not. But I don't know. They haven't been that good. (laughs) I don't think. I don't know. Mark Carlson says, "Who was inducted in the Vikings Ringers winner? Uh, who was inducted to the Vikings Ring of Honor at halftime? That was Kevin Williams. Uh, he says I missed that. I was outside at halftime. It was beautiful here today after days of gloomy weather. Yeah, God, the weather sucked for a couple days. Friday and Saturday, uh, Saturday, awful weather, just gross. Still got the lawns done on Friday, thank God, but uh, Saturday stunk. That was nasty, uh, and today was gorgeous. Yeah, we had to." Out of us being indoors watching crappy, crappy offense be crappy. Man, what's up with Tampa? Talk about crappy offense. Belichick knows what he's doing, doesn't he? They're both good at what they do. They both deserve rings, by the way. It's not one guy riding the coattails of the other, and that's the only reason why they have rings. No, they both earned it. Belichick and Brady is a team thing. And this looks like a, a Belichick and Brady Super Bowl uh, years ago, like against the Rams. Yeah, very, 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 very low scoring. Honestly, all of them were pretty low scoring, weren't they? Like Carolina and New England. Um, the Rams one was that was a great that was a great game. Oh, that was a great game. Let's go back. The original Rams one, the St. Louis Rams one, way back in 01. That was a great St. Louis team, by the way. 
Yep, uh, so we keep moving. Brett McCarthy saying school to open things up, which is awesome. He always does that. Love you, Brett. Uh, he says offensive line is terrible. Clowning is having his way. Hip knows before that uh, left hip injury. Poor guy. I can relate. Uh, left hip, yep. Mark Carlson was saying the Vikings are coming. The Vikings are coming. Major defensive play. Yep, yep, that was awesome. I believe that was the Daniel Hunter sack. Mike Dale out of the New York State area, not city, says, sorry, Joey, not able to watch the Vikings game due to a prior family commitment. It's a shame, too. I'm excited to see if the Vikings can build their momentum and pull off a two-game win streak, and unfortunately, they didn't. Mark Carlson was saying, boy, Mike, it's been a good game so far. Sorry you're missing out. Enjoy the family. No, skull. And yes, that first uh, game, or the first half of the game was pretty, pretty good, and then it just was like, okay, are we ever going to score again? This is garbage. Um, and I was saying, totally understand. One of these days, I might have to do something like that. People are getting, people are probably getting mad at me for always saying I can't come. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I might have to, like, say no show this week or work around it, we'll just say. Work around things. Yeah, that kind of thing. Where I'm still very much aware of what's going on the whole game, just uh, not at home, that kind of thing which I guess I have done before, and that's a secret. That's, that's my little secret, but haven't done that as often lately. Not for quite a while, actually, like years ago. Dave Vicky, and that's a secret. See, because I, you know, I still find my way around it and uh, get around things and see everything I need to see to do a quality show, or I hope it's quality. Dave Vicky, Iowa legend, says, the game isn't on in my area, but I don't, but it, but it don't look like the, look like one I want to watch. Yeah. I was saying it's a borderline waste of time. It's too nice to be indoors. Yep, but I, I was in a rotten mood at that time, by the way. And Mark Carlson says, Dave, that sucks. I feel for you, bro. How often does that happen? And Dave, do you listen on the radio then? Dave did not answer, unfortunately. Brett McCarthy says, thank God they pulled Breland out of there. The guy is getting beat bad. Mark Carlson was saying Osborne wasn't pushing off. Yeah, that's right. I almost forgot to mention that one. That was, oh, that was crucial. Oh, that was crucial. He says, Osborne wasn't pushing off, hand fighting the defender, damn it. That was a big play that ended up getting nullified. That, that's where I was getting mixed up with the Osborne play and uh, the hold on Kendricks. Yeah, that, was, uh, that ended up leading to the two-point conversion. Both of those were bullcrap calls. Can't blame the ref for everything, but those were not good moments. Uh, certainly not favorable for us, and uh, oof, that was frustrating. Skull Vikings, that was a good game. Really? Are you sure? Are you sure, Mark? Uh, Mark Carlson was saying, Cousins is schooling Mayfield on deep throws today. Kind of. Um, Mar uh, Brett was saying, that's the game. Yep, that was that first down. Three and out again. O-line can't block or pass protection. That was very much earlier and so frustrating. It was earlier in the third quarter, fourth quarter. We just couldn't get anywhere, and it was bleeping annoying, to be quite honest. I like the Cleveland Browns, though. I'm wishing them the best going forward. So, Vince Germano, if you happen to be listening out of Melbourne, Australia, awesome. I, I like Cleveland. I want to. I really do want to wish them the best. I was saying, one of these days, I'm going to up and quit, tired of it all. Leland says, feel ya. I, I feel ya. Yeah, I mean, it's... <sighs> I think we got to kind of all relate to that. Especially nice days like this. If it was gloomy and depressing like yesterday, it would have probably actually made me even more depressed and angry just uh, you know I wouldn't be missing out though on any beautiful weather yesterday was nasty Mark Carlson says I thought it was a good game the Vikings had moments on both sides of the ball that looked great and weak 
Last week, I said Kirk Clutch Cousins, <laughs> and I think that same player was on the field today, but he did not exist in the fourth quarter. <sighs> and if I can go back to last week's Purple Mafia show episode where Paladino Joey talked about the two teams' history together, I remember the disappointment of the game played in 2013. That hurt. Yeah, remember that? The double fake? You remember that show? Yep, yep, and I mentioned that on last week's show, but yeah, that was a double fake, and I remember doing that show against Jasinski was the coach, only one year as head coach of the Cleveland Browns. I thought, wow, they, you know, they're they're quirky, and they made Mike Prefer look like craziness, and it's funny and ironic how Mike Prefer is on the uh, the Cleveland Browns right now is the same job, special teams coach. Uh, let's get back to where Mark was saying here and apologize. Now, I really want to turn the corner on that type of game and season. Five wins and ten losses. I don't want to, to see that kind of play ever again. Oh, yep, remember that year? It was five wins, ten losses, and one tie, if I remember correctly. Yep. Also note that I think there were a few calls by the refs that influenced the game that were not valid. Yeah, that was there were some frustrating calls, no question. Uh, but all that aside, you have the ball with a minute plus to tie or win the game. And you don't do any, and you don't do either. Is telling, beyond all that, I really enjoyed watching the whole game. Shout out to my son Jamie's and Carlson to get on board. Skull brothers and sisters, Mark from Iowa. Thank you, Mark. That was great. Yankee William, Yankee William. Yep, that is the same Yankee from Brooklyn Center. Says Vikings mediocre O line was exposed by the Browns' persistent front. Vikings run stop game is still non-existent. Yep. Secondary played much better without Breland. Good, good, good. Summed up very nicely, Yankee. Trey Buckholtz out of San Diego. What am I saying San Diego for? South Dakota. Sorry, Trey. God, I'm crazy. He says San Diego Superchargers. Okay, sorry. Defense played amazing. Offense couldn't get going. Defense was pretty good, generally, except for the run. Just general run defense was frustrating. Ah... But, well, it kept him to 14 points. Maker, Maker Bayfield was terrible. Ah, there it was. Glorious moment. Oh, what was his name? Rashawn Butler with the interception. Ah, and Seattle lost the Super Bowl and uh, Patriots won, and that felt good. I love that. Malcolm Butler. No, not what am I saying. It was Malcolm Butler. I love that. I'm sorry, because I really never liked Seattle. I never did. Maybe way back in the eighties, I must have been a cool team, and I didn't get to—I didn't see him as much back then. Who the heck is this guy? He looks just like Ziggy Wolf on a Jimmy Johns commercial. That's Ziggy Wolf, right? He looks just like him. Early is very similar. I'm buying Jimmy Johns. I'm gonna buy Jimmy Johns, and it's gonna be Jimmy Johns Stadium. Uh, we're gonna sell Jimmy Johns sandwiches. Uh, you know. Okay, sorry. Leland Albertson says if they lose out the rest of the year from from uh, Iowa, of course. If they lose out the rest of the year, maybe we can get a head coach in here <laughs> instead of a piss-poor defensive coordinator who thinks he's a head coach with an angry face. Cousins had two different possessions in the final minutes to be clutch and win the game. What a joke. My 12-loss my season I projected is coming true. Yeah, he got an extra opportunity because of the horrible play of Baker. Baker was bad in this game. And the Vikings had an extra minute with a timeout. A minute with a timeout. That's... You give that to Aaron Rodgers, he's just like, you know, salivating. Aaron Rodgers had 37 seconds last week with no timeouts, if I remember correctly. 
No timeouts against San Francisco. Uh, you know, and it was in San Francisco, by the way. It wasn't in the Metrodome or the U.S. Bank Stadium or whatever. And uh, get, and what happened? The freaking Packers won, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, the Packers won. Jesse Ball, welcome back, Jesse, says... Vikings being Vikings, as long as Zimmer and Kirk Cousins are at the helm, Vikings won't sniff at a Super Bowl. Won't sniff a Super Bowl. I can't disagree with you, Jesse. I can't. I think you nailed it pretty good there. So that will wrap up the fan interaction segment and the section and all that good stuff. Gerald didn't comment, but he did a wonderful call-in. I uh, hope to hear from him some more. Always love hearing the call-ins, and you're more than welcome to post as well. Um, man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Man, oh man, oh man. So, God, it's tough, 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 tough. Tough, always tough, very tough. The, I think the gold star today is going to go to Sebastian. Welcome back to the gold star land, Hall of Famer, if he happens to be listening. Hope he does. I think he does. I hope he doesn't just comment and tweet, but I'm glad that he does tweet and comment because it's good to hear from him. I just hope he listens to big shout out to God, Sex, and Sin podcast, which Sebastian hosts. Give that a major listen and all that. Um, he's getting the gold star for today. That was so much fun. Mark Carlson and Mark Carlson and Leland are going to share the silver. Mad Martin and Yankee will share the bronze. Yankee, nice comment in there. That was awesome. Even like silver plated. Really nice comment there, Yankee. Mad Martin and Yankee will share the bronze star for today's show. Man, Martin, you know, you could get a gold every week, but, you know, Sebastian, Mark, Carlson, guys like that, just so cool. Gerald String, what the heck, man, what am I doing? Gerald String also will uh, ring in a bronze at the very least, a silver-plated or a uh, even a, a silver star, you could say, kind of right right in the middle there. Great call-in. You know, the call-ins are so valuable and so nice to have on the show, and interesting how, again, how, it's like how good they looked, and you get that mindset. And you come back to today and you're like, what the hell, man? What the hell was that? Super disappointing. It's just like they're not a playoff team. That simple. Let's get to the contact details and look to wrap this thing up. So, again, at Purple Mafia Show for Twitter, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show for Facebook. And then uh, let's get to the Vigit application here before I do anything else. God, I do that. This should be at the end of the first segment, man. Uh, social media for sports betters. The Vigit application, which is available on Android and Twitter. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Vigit betting legs, a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sports book. Bet free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats. There, uh, there is great information available on the Vigit like line movement, uh, like line movement where the public is betting. This is not real money wagering. This is like fantasy betting, basically. But you can you can use it as a cheat sheet, too, I suppose, if you really want to. But again, it's like fantasy betting, competing against other people. Highly recommended. Lots of fun. When they ask for the referral, type in Paladino Live. That's one word. Paladino Live. Now, to be able to get on board uh, with the audio submission like Gerald String has been doing, which I really appreciate, and I hope to hear Mad Martin again. Brent Jacobson. God, I miss you, Brent. Where are you? If you happen to still be listening... I think he does, just hasn't been commenting. You know, uh, Malcolm, man, has been, it's been eons since he's called in. Man, there's, his calls were so good. His calls were, like, perfect. Seriously. Uh, the best way to do it, though, of course, your smart device, like I'm holding right now, this is a Note, I don't even remember the number. Was it 8? 
This is a Note 10, yeah. 8 was the crappy one. That thing weighed like a ton, and the screen stuck out, so it cracked every 10 seconds. You drop the damn thing. Well, if you drop it, you're going to crack the screen every damn time. Nope, that's just, uh, yep. Okay, sorry. Note 10. Um, simply open up, yeah, any smart device on the planet. They all have free voice recorders. Open that up. Press record. Treat it like a phone call. Hit stop. Share it slash email it to Paladino Live at yahoo.com. Paladino Live at yahoo.com. What the heck? Teddy Bridgewater suffered a concussion, so that's why. He didn't play in the second half. And Garoppolo had a calf injury. Ugh. So apologize for that. That sucks. Hmm. <laughs> Bill Belichick is shutting Brady down. Pretty weird. Pretty weird. Yep, that would be a big loss actually for Tampa if they lose in New England because they're not that good, actually. New England's not that good right now. They will be again, I'm sure. They will be. Um, but yes, you share it to Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. That'll be in the show description. I would then convert the file into an MP3 file thanks to Zumzar.com. That's right, Zumzar.com giving them a free plug because they give me a free service and it helps the show. Uh, I highly recommend it. Zumzar.com for converting files. Um, so, with that said, any final things? Mostly, uh, please write a positive rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or Audible. Those are the three apps that officially you can put a, uh, any type of uh, uh, positive rating for the show if you could. It would really help. It makes it more attractive for new listeners. I swear it feels like I'm being shadow banned. The way things, it's, it's like everything came to a screeching halt a couple months back. It's weird. It's like the numbers are lower. Uh, no, I swear, like, I don't know what's happening. Uh, probably the fans are frustrated with the team. But, like, yeah, people haven't written a review in forever, and it's weird. Like, they were for a while, and then all of a sudden it just halt, came to a screeching halt. I hope I'm not being shadow banned or something crazy like that. Apologize if you think I'm crazy for saying that, but it feels like it some days. The numbers haven't been that bad, though. They really haven't. Just They just feel, maybe it's like slower out of the gate this year a bit. It's a little frustrating, uh, to say the least. So please write a positive rating if you could. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you have been and it's not showing up, let me know. Let me know, because maybe I am being shadow banned or something. Something weird is going on at the end of the day. Uh, what's the final thing I want to say? Just kind of happy that it's uh, October is a really nice sports month. We get to have baseball playoffs like we did last year. Thank God we still had a full baseball season. Actually, we didn't have a full baseball season, but it ended on time. We had a full football season. We had no hockey and, and uh, basketball until basketball until Christmas. Crazy. And no hockey until the middle of January. Where this year, it's starting pretty much on time. Isn't that cool? The drafts are going to be a little later, though, which is weird. Like, hockey draft is going to be in July again, which is weird. I wish they put it back in June, but I guess we'll see. This June is classic for drafts. But at least we're going to have hockey and basketball in uh, October and November. Ho hockey first, basketball coming up right after that. It's going to feel real nice. More for that uh, Vigit thing as well, the Vigit application. You can do some more betting on there. And, of course, football as well. Absolutely football. But really looking forward to all that, that we're getting back to normal that way and can enjoy a little bit of uh, some nice fall weather looking at the leaves and such. Unfortunately, the cleanups are coming as well. Other than that, though, hoping you have a wonderful week, and I'm guessing the Vikings win next week, and we'll see if we can build off of that. I'm not so sure. But until next time, take care and God bless.